0: A few weeks ago, at the beginning of this time of shelter in place, my husband and I were discussing how strange all of this felt. Don commented that it was incredible that something we couldn't even see had turned our habits and our world upside down. We were suddenly distancing, disinfecting, and dialing in for work. Though... As we kept talking about it, we realized that as people of faith, we should be able to grasp the notion of something we cannot see, turning our habits and our world upside down, shouldn't we? In this week after Easter, after the Lentiest Lent ever, we are encountering stories of disciples who struggle to figure out how to live in such a new world a world where what they knew to be true and visible is suddenly not. And we, as modern-day readers and believers, have the insight to know what the disciples could not grasp at that moment, that even if it is not visible, it can still be true. God is still true. Jesus is still true. And thinking about the reading today, I think historically, artistically, and colloquially, Thomas gets a bit of a bad rap. Thomas alone is highlighted in our lore as the doubter. Peter and the disciple Jesus loved did not take Mary Magdalene at her word. They ran to the tomb to see for themselves that it was empty. After Mary Magdalene has a conversation with the risen Christ, she went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. This continues as a pattern for which Thomas is rather unfairly singled out and maligned. The evening of the first day, most of the disciples had locked themselves in a house out of fear. Jesus appeared to them and as John tells us, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Then they rejoiced. After they had seen, could they believe? We don't know why Thomas wasn't there, but scripture tells us that he was not. The disciples who were present, told Thomas of their encounter with Jesus, and like them, he was skeptical. How could this be? He needed to experience Jesus for himself. Biblical scholars point to this pattern throughout the Gospel of John. From the beginning of this Gospel, one person encounters Jesus, Then they share their experience with the next person who may express some reluctance. Then that person experiences Jesus on their own directly and becomes convinced about him and then shares the news about Jesus with the next person. Andrew tells Peter, Philip tells Nathaniel, the Samaritan woman tells the townspeople. Come and see is the refrain Mary Magdalene continues this pattern, as do the other disciples, as does Thomas, as do we. I remember a wise older woman at church telling me when our children were young that God has no grandchildren, only children. My faith could not ensure my children's. They would have to experience God and claim their own belief." Sounds a lot like Thomas, doesn't it? Thomas is simply following in the pattern of those before him in the Gospel of John, and he exclaims in full belief and trust when he has experienced the risen Christ, my Lord and my God, and Jesus in his grace makes a way for us and all those who follow that we too will be blessed because we will not have seen, and yet we will have come to believe. Even without direct visual encounter, we can experience the risen Christ. Even if it is not visible, it can still be true. God is still true. Jesus is still true. I find this gospel lesson particularly poignant in these days. In a way, I'm not sure I would have were it not for all of our current distancing, disinfecting, and dialing in for work, or in this case, church. The disciples are huddled together in their house, door shut, locked. And Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus appeared mysteriously where they were, not in the temple, not in the synagogue, in their house, where they were. Jesus came to them through locked doors in their isolation in their confusion, in their fear. We know Easter Sunday happened, at least that's what the calendar told us. And it was unlike any Easter Sunday we have ever experienced. But it is still a bit hard to believe it is Easter, isn't it? The world is upside down. Easter Sunday did not automatically set things right. These 50 days of the Easter season give us lots of time to practice resurrection, to experience the risen Christ, to see for ourselves and believe. Jesus met Mary Magdalene in the garden outside the tomb. Jesus met most of the disciples in one locked house and the disciples joined by Thomas in another locked house. Jesus meets us and those we love in our own homes, in a hospital room, in a nursing home, in hospice care. There is no level of quarantine or isolation that excludes the presence of our Lord and Savior. Even when all of the evidence seems to shout that we are alone, we are never alone. We are never alone. As our psalm this morning said, a gorgeous psalm that we recite at every committal, my heart therefore is glad and my spirit rejoices, my body shall rest in hope. In your presence, there is fullness of joy, and in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence, there is no true isolation. There is fullness of joy. In your presence, my Lord and my God, may it be so. Be well, my friends. I miss you.